Ox and Hare presents Right Protect. How does a band fall apart? We've seen it time and again. You've got the dedicated teens sweating it out in their basements and garages, trying to find their sound, not booking gigs, and finally getting so frustrated at each other they have one big meltdown and that's it. Or the college guys, who peel off one by one to get real jobs, leaving the lonely bass player all by himself. But what about the big names? How many times have the Eagles broken up? Or Fleetwood Mac? And that's after success. That can be just as much of a band killer as failure. Then there's the unlucky. A trio is stronger than a duo, just like three legs on a stool are better than two. A triangle, more stable than a line. For a fair fight, you need a referee. But how does a band composed of three people survive when one of them is gone? Not that they leave the group, but disappear from the face of the earth. This is what we're going to talk about tonight. This is Right to Protect. Episode 3, Last Trip to Clarksdale. I'm Nora X. That's what I've decided to call myself. As a DJ name, it's no Wolfman Jack, but it gives me a modicum of protection and just a pinch of cool. Hopefully, I've got you hooked with that intro, but I'm going to diverge a bit before we get into the main story. I got a letter. Not an email, mind you, but an in-the-mail letter, and it was addressed to me and the show. Now, I'm no spy, but I've taken some pains to conceal my identity for various reasons, but this showed up at my house. I was hoping to play you some music this week, a couple of tracks from the band in question, but that's not going to happen, because this letter is from a law firm. It says I am not to reveal which law firm, just as they won't reveal the name of their client. The letter is very formal, legal, and a bit hostile. It's somewhere between a cease and desist and a copyright infringement notice. It says that since I don't own the copyrights to the music contained in these tapes, I am not allowed to play them. But as far as I can tell, neither the bands, nor the songs, nor the journalists who compiled them ever existed. I don't know how someone would file a copyright notice on something that the world says doesn't, no, has never existed. That seems like the textbook definition of a legal gray area. I will comply with Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe for the moment. I'm having my friend, who is a paralegal, look it over so I can get an idea of what I'm dealing with. So now, let's transition from one mystery to another. The band's name is A Pair of Docs. I'm going to say that again. They are a pair of docs. Oh, God, I love that. Wordplay in a band name. Love it. I miss that. Like Toad the Wet Sprocket, which comes from a Python sketch, or Thompson Twins, another new wave trio, one whose name comes from Tintin. Keep your spoon and train and creed. I'll take Echo and the Bunnymen for the win. 
Sorry, I digress there. A pair of docks, a trio composed of Morgan Brooks on drums, Brenda Castaneda on lead guitar, and on keyboard, the frontman and soul songwriter, Anton Wallace. The summer of 1982, their single, One of the Other Ones, was all over the radio and would end up by topping the charts. The song is about being passed over by your crush for someone better looking or smarter or more whatever. But the tune is super danceable. Anton had a way with making sad things seem cheery, or at least survivable. They even had a video. I haven't seen it. No video in the crate, only audio, but apparently it was pretty good. They taped one of their gigs, and then they got some artist friends to animate over the top of the footage. It sounds like a punk rock Roger Rabbit thing. If anyone has a copy of it, send me the link. It's June of 1982. The Falklands War is raging across the pond, but no one in America is paying any attention because they're all in line to see E.T., the extraterrestrial. As Morgan, Brenda, and Anton are on their small tour, they're likely listening to Ebony and Ivory or the Chariots of Fire theme on the radio. Ugh. But they might hear Don't You Want Me or I Love Rock and Roll. Yeah! When I say tour, I don't mean that they had giant bus or a trail of semis. This was a club tour, and it was done on the cheap. Their tour bus was likely a passenger van, the semis with their gear, a panel van, likely rented. They might have had a roadie. A, singular, as in one guy, to help unload and set up. But that's how it's done when you're starting out. For the first year, from Prince to Axel, you lug your own gear. Paradox is booked at Club Dipswich, a place just south of Memphis. They stop for gas at a little town called Clarksdale. Everyone disembarked, shopped the vending machine, stretched their legs. I looked on the map. There's not a whole lot of town there now. I can only imagine how little it was back then. But when it came time to leave, Anton was gone. In fact, Anton was never seen again. I'm going to play you two interviews today. This is Lady D talking to Brenda Castaneda. They spoke about six months after the disappearance. Have a listen. Hey, Brenda, thank you so much for inviting me to your home. You have a lovely home, and I'm just happy to sit down and speak with you a little bit. Oh, well, I appreciate you stopping by. It's, uh, it's really gl- good to be uh, talking about music again these days. Yeah, you've, you've had a bit of a hectic six months or so. Yeah, to say the least, but I've been keeping busy these days. Um, I find that, you know, just moving forward, you know, is is the best way to go in this situation. Well, what have you been up to? Well, um, these days I've been teaching music at a, a local community arts center. I teach both uh, guitar and piano, um, typically to, you know, children, teenagers, that kind of thing. Um and actually, this weekend, we got a fundraiser going on, um, about this Saturday, actually, to help raise money for the arts and to, you know, spread the word. Well, you, you certainly are keeping busy. That's awesome. Um, and if I'm around this weekend, I don't know if I'll still be in town. I would love to stop by the fundraiser. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. If you're still in town, we'd love to have you out. Um, now, I got to ask, and I know that this might not be something super easy to talk about. Um, you know, you not only lost 
the work that you were doing with Pair of Docs, but you guys are dealing with the disappearance of your lead singer, Anton. Um, a lot of people have a lot of questions, and I'm just wondering, you know, I guess I'll just ask bluntly, what do you think, what do you think happened to Anton? Well, you know, to be honest, I try not to think too much about it. Um, like I said, I like to kind of keep my eyes forward. Um, with Anton, though, he was very eccentric, you know, very just larger-than-life personality. Um, you know, so he, his behavior to some, I guess, could be kind of erratic. Um, so, I you don't know. in general <laughs> or just sort of? Well, I mean, the day... The night before the disappearance, he was kind of acting a little unusual, kind of like he was bothered by something. But I just kind of wrote it off as that, you know, it was his birthday, he was getting older, you know, approaching 30, um, you know, with, you know, turning 27 and all. I know it's probably something that was kind of getting to him a little bit, but, you know, regardless, I'm sure he's, you know, in a much better place now. Well, do, I mean, do you think that, he's still out there somewhere? Do you think he disappeared? Or do you think that, you know, tragedy struck and he's just not with us anymore? Well, I know there's been several theories, uh, kind of sightings, if you will. I know, like, uh, when Jim Morrison passed, people often, you know, cited, said that they saw him, you know, that he was living, you know, somewhere in the world. And I think that um, people kind of making the comparisons. I know people have claimed to have, you know, seen him, you know, up, you know, up and around, and I don't know. I mean, I, I, like I said, I try not to think very much about it, to be honest. Well, and I guess anytime, you know, there's a little bit of mystery involved, you know, people are going to want to be a part of that. So who knows what anybody has seen or not seen, right? Yeah, and I mean, I know with Anton, he really, you know, got a kick out of the whole, you know, people seeing Elvis after he passed, you know, gym and all that stuff so I mean it wouldn't surprise me but you know I'm you know I just kind of want to put that time of my life behind me you know it, it can be a little painful to think about these days well it sounds like you are you, you feel pretty good talking about him I know this can be a really sensitive subject even with the fans there's a lot of fans that are just so upset that they can't you know, they can't begin to make sense of what's going on. And you were pretty close with, you know, the guys in your band. So it's great to hear that, you know, that you are in such a good place and you're working and you're doing all these amazing things for your community. Yeah, and I definitely, um, again, you know, want to mention the fundraiser we're having because, um, you know, the community art center I'm, I'm uh, working with, you know, it's kind of at risk of being shut down, uh, unfortunately. So... We're having this fundraiser. We're going to have a lot of live music, a lot of art. You know, there's going to be some break dancing there. It's going to be really awesome. Well, I hope a ton of people show up. And now that they've heard your story, I, I'm sure that they would love to see what you're up to and support the arts and, you know, help be a part of what you're trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. So spread the word. You know, we want to, you know, we want to keep art in a lot of these young people's lives and, you know, to hopefully in inspire them the way that, you know, music inspired me. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate your time. You have been a breath of fresh air, and I've loved every second of getting to sit down and chat with you. So thank you so much. Oh, and likewise. <laughs> thank you. Did you catch that? The day before his disappearance was Anton's birthday. His 27th birthday. 
I'm going to give you an out right now. You can just file this one away as another moody artist goes missing. What a weird story! And fire up whatever's next in your playlist. Because I'm about to take us across the tracks into Weirdsville. You still with me? Okay. Now for the strange. For some reason, lots of famous musicians die at 27. Here's a short list. Jimi Hendrix, Robert Johnson, Janis Joplin, Kurt Cobain, even Amy Winehouse. And that's just the mega-famous. Anton had just turned 27, the day before his disappearance. Coincidence? Probably. But there's more weirdness. Here's the second interview. This is Morgan Brooks, drummer and last of the trio. He's not quite so resolved about the whole thing. Plus, there's something else. Something Brenda never mentioned. Okay. Uh, Morgan, thank you so much for taking some time to speak with me. I know it's been kind of a crazy six months or so in your world. Yeah, yeah. It's... It's... It's been a little hectic, but, I mean, things just happened the way they happened. What, um... What have you been up to? I mean, obviously, Pair of Docs is no longer... Are you working? Are you, are you, I mean, are you doing anything to pass the time and, and try and heal and move on? Well, I've, I've had to take quite a few odd jobs. I, I, I was hoping that this whole, you know, the band thing would happen. I mean, we had a good thing going. Uh, it, it was panning out. It was great. I wish people could have heard our stuff. I mean, you know, I'm stuck doing these lame jobs. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a janitor at an adult place, so, you know, i kind of gotten suckered. Yeah. But, uh, so I've tried to get back into band playing, but, nah, it's just a series of odd jobs now. Well, I hope that you, that you do find some ways to keep busy. Um, You're incredible. I I loved watching you the few times that I got to see you play. Um, now you guys, I talked to Brenda recently as well, um, and she was telling me that you guys played at Club Dip Switch just outside of Memphis, um, and that was the last time that anybody saw you guys play. She, She either didn't have a lot of information or a lot of opinions, or maybe she just wasn't letting herself think about it. What, what happened, man? I don't know, but if you know where he is, he owes me 20 bucks. He asked me, hey, can I get 20 bucks? But, and, and then I didn't see him. I'm like, this son of a... I don't know where he went. He was just gone. He's so gone. you think he might still be around somewhere? He could be. He was a little weird, you know, a little eccentric, you would say, but... Um, did anything else weird happen to anyone that was there that night, or just, just Anton, really? <laughs> it's it's wild. I know a lot of people think it's crazy, but this crazy-looking woman walked in. Uh, it was funny. She asked... Like a girlfriend know, like, hey, or like a know, groupie? It's like a groupie. She looked weird. I wasn't digging it. But, you know, Anton, he's got his ways. She asked everybody, like, hey, you know, what do you want? And everything like that. You know, she she was like, you know, I'm fine. Like you she know. was granting wishes. She, yeah, like she was granting wishes. I, I didn't take it seriously, you know. Uh, um, 
she asked uh, what we wanted. Brenda said ah, she doesn't want anything. She likes, you know, she does her own thing, creating stuff and her art or whatever hell she does. Me, I, I was like, hey, I'll take a cheeseburger. <laughs> Granted, it was the best. Hey, I'm not man. lying. Because hey, I didn't take it seriously. Right. You know, I, but it was, the, it was the best damn cheeseburger I ever ate. I, I'm still looking for that. You know, when you go to, like, the bar and you get out of the bar at, like, 2.30 in the morning and you've been drinking and been having fun, and then you go to that greasy joint to get that burger on egg and all it. And it's like the best thing you ever ate. Yeah. yeah. Times that by ten. That's what I got. Well, that that, I mean, I that a... does sound like the best cheeseburger in all of existence. Now, yeah. did you hear her talking to Anton at all, or you just know she was there and you know he was there, obviously? Or I mean, did you hear any of that? She was there. I thought she worked there. That's why I asked for the cheeseburger. Um, he said something like, hey, my greatest wish, you know, and started whispering stuff. But, you know, I didn't think nothing of it. Uh, me, I got my cheeseburger. He asked for something, then he disappears, and he's 27. You know, I've heard stories. I've been around, you know. So he didn't leave with you guys that night. Or did he? And then maybe in the morning he was gone? I don't really understand how that went down. Yeah, he he, he left. He I don't know anybody that's ever talked to him, no phone calls. His clothes was still in the van, but that was about it. Well, I uh I would love to hear more about this. I do I think that, you know, if we if we record all of this, maybe there's some things that you wouldn't tell me. So maybe we should take this conversation offline and after talking to you just for these few minutes, I could really go for a cheeseburger. Would you like to join me? <laughs> it won't be as good as the one I had, darling, but we're sure to find We can try. Out. Exactly. Awesome. Um, can we talk a little bit more about the Dark Lady, too, while we're out eating? The Dark Lady. Who was she? What happened to her? Earlier, when I was talking about the 27 Club, I mentioned Robert Johnson. You might not have heard of him. He did die in 1938 at the ripe old age of 27. But the legend around him says he sold his soul for success and at the age of 27, the devil came to collect the prize. And the supposed location of this transaction? That's right. Clarksdale, Mississippi. The exact place where Anton disappeared. Was this dark lady a groupie or a devil out to collect another rock and roll soul? Was it a weird twist of fate that led the band to stop in that very town? Or was it just coincidence and limited roads? Is Anton still out there? Or is he playing for an audience in the underworld? Who can say? As ever, I can't prove any of this is real. Another quirk of fate or strange truths long buried? I'll keep digging if you keep listening. This is Nora X. You've been listening to Write to Protect. Thoughts? Theories? Concerns? You can email me at writeprotectpodcast at gmail.com. Post a review up on iTunes if you're so inclined.
Ox and Hare's Right Protect is written by Kyle Olson, performed by Amy Shaw, Karen Wegren, Jess Harris, and Scott Harris, produced by Ryan Fitzpatrick. Follow us on Twitter at Ox and Hare, check out our Facebook page, or come by our website, oxandhare.com, where we've got mysteries to unravel, the undead to console, and a time traveler. Just not all at once. Find new episodes of Right Protect on Oxen Hairs, Monday Matinee. Come along.